0: Welcome to StageCraft, Variety's theater podcast, bringing you backstage and behind the scenes with the theater industry's biggest movers and shakers. I'm your host, Gordon Cox. On this episode of StageCraft, I'm talking to the writers Hilary Bettis and Caroline V. McGraw. They're two members of the new class taking the reins of the Kilroys, the collective of producers and playwrights that's behind The List, which name checks underproduced plays by women, trans, and non-binary writers. Bettis and McGraw and a dozen others were named to the new class of Kilroy's last year to continue the fight for gender parity across American stages. The latest edition of The List came out just last week. Bettis and McGraw are here in the studio with me to talk list building, awareness, where we stand now, and what work remains to be done. Plus, Cake drops! Hi Hilary and Caroline. Thanks for hey. being here.
2: Hello. We're so happy Thank to be here. Thank you for having us. Yeah.
0: yeah. I'm glad, glad you guys could be here. Um I wonder if we could start off talking about a little of the history of the Kilroys, just for people who don't know and what it is and how it came about, and then also when you first heard about them.
1: Oh.
2: Yeah. <laughs> get in <into> it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Caroline, uh-huh. let's start with you. Oh uh, um, no, no. Hey, Ron, wait. <laughs> What about? I
2: don't know. Slow, yeah. Slow, slow. Yeah. Oh boy. Well, I mean, the Kilroys started in 2014.
1: Right.
2: Um, It was really, I think there was just so much frustration about the underrepresentation of women uh, in the American theater. And everybody was really tired of, you know, there was this conversation. There was a, a, a summit, some sort of summit in D.C. around that time. And one of the artistic directors said, well, there's not enough. Placed by women uh, in the pipeline. Yes. And I think that really, like, sparks a lot of frustration in the right. industry because, because yeah. we are like...
0: Because, in fact, it's not a pipeline it's issue, not as a Rachel Chapkin oh. said at the Tonys, yeah. right? Yeah, it's yes. not.
1: Right. Yeah. It 100% isn't, and just even working uh, as a Kilroy for the past, you know, six months or so, we've seen the pipeline is... It's
2: massive. F- it's thr- Can a pipeline thrive? It's yeah. Th- <laughs> <laughs> and, and I just want to clarify, too, that, you know, when... I say women. We're also talking about it, like female-identifying, gender non-binary, trans writers who are all underrepresented across the right. board.
0: Across the board, yeah. And so that's
2: what we're I like we're really trying to advocate as Kilroys for. So this you're talking inclusion.
0: directors and, yeah. and the crew members yes. and all that stuff. And yeah. Yeah, 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 right.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We the playwriting is the jumping-off point, and it's and it's something where. Uh, if you visit our website, org, yes. you can see some pretty sobering statistics right. from, you know, as re- I mean, they're still sobering. But as recently as I was just looking at the 2012, 2013 most produced plays, I think there were two women yeah. on the right. list of 10 playwrights. Right. And even since then, in Part I think due to the Kilroys, but also just a, hopefully a nationwide push. The statistics are getting better, but they but they're it,
2: still pretty. Decimal. They're s- very right. dismal. <laughs> they really are, right. and even right. and
1: also it's like we're not talking twenty five years ago. We're talking like looking at four years ago. Right. Yeah, they're terrible.
2: Yeah, I, well, I mean the the uh, so the lilies and the Germanic Guild does the count mm-hmm. and the right. twenty eighteen count. That there was, I believe, the count
0: is basically figures about yes, yeah, yes,
2: yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly what we're talking Ma- about, right? Math. now. Yes. right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. yep. Statistics, statistics. Yes. Yep. Um, and there, there's since the Kilroys came onto the scene, there's been, uh, I believe, it's like eight percent jump from twenty two percent, but that's still nowhere near
1: right, right. Yeah,
2: not not that even is a
0: big close. for the last. T- considering how slow a lot of sort of pro- theater programming yeah. moves. It's a Strap. pretty good. It, it does indicate that you guys have had an influence.
2: Yeah. Over the... Yeah. Which is really exciting. Right. Yeah, it really
0: is. And so when did you guys first hear about it then? Was there a, was it when it was announced or was it?
2: Yeah. I, I heard about it right away in 2014 because I had, um, two plays, I believe that year that were on an, the honorable mention list. Yeah Okay. Yeah. Um, it's
1: uh, same with me. I heard about it when, um, they, and maybe this is what happened to you. Uh, uh four of my plays were nominated and they okay. reached out to me uh, in 2014 and they reached out to me to ask like they're like you know have you have any of these plays had either had a production or had more than be uh, our our criteria uh for being on the list is the play has to have either been unproduced or just had one production uh so they wanted to check in with me to make sure and i was like ooh, what's this thing that's happening? Yeah. And yeah. they're like, Wa- watch out! Yeah. And it was, yeah, it was really fun. It, it had a, a very grassroots, yeah. fun, anarchist sort of feel right. to yeah, it. It was but, kind of like, this thing is going to happen. When is it happening? Yeah. It was really exciting. Right. But
2: really, really hip and really underground, and it yeah. felt right away like it was a, a cultural, I don't know, a movement that was happening. Yeah. And yeah. The, the founding Kilroy's behind it were like such... Um, oh my gosh! other people that I have like been obsessed with since becoming a playwright right. yeah. And so. yeah,
0: yeah and they were they came out of um their history as i understand it is they came uh they were sort of met at a party in LA and yeah. sort of uh i mean it sort of is as you were, um Caroline you were talking about the sort of uh the grassrootsness of it actually you both were yeah. too um uh and it sort of it actually was a grassroots movement right yeah it was, it was oh this, yeah it's an entirely volunteer position it for you is.
1: guys 100% yeah. and uh, it's been amazing being part of it, and also, like Hilary said, like the the founders are just thirteen of the coolest people working in theater and film and television today. And so to like get to sort of see as uh, some of those. You know, duties of being a Kilroy have transferred over the incredible amount of work that goes into it, and um, the the Kilroys the a lot of work. (laughs) They like to say the the originals like to say that uh, each of them spent about as much time as a new play would take. Overdoing wow. Kilroy's work, that that a new play was not lost and not just
2: r- written, but <laughs> like yeah. the workshop yes. process, the right, right, right. readings, yes. like from the whole deal. to yeah. world premiere. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: absolutely. That 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 they have given that amount yeah. of time to it, Happ- and gladly and happily. Right. Yeah. But it, it really is um, a lot of really like joyful, amazing work. But they right. they really and they put a yeah. great structure in place for us. Yeah, yeah. and
0: they and in fact uh, they started started taking applications for the new class because they were so exhausted, right? Is that is that I, that's I what think I understand. Is that
2: part of it. part of it? But I think they also wanted like I think that they recognized the importance of this work being much bigger than them mm-hmm. and being much bigger than about who they as individuals were and that it needed in order for it to grow and thrive it needed to have new perspectives brought into it. And yeah. so I think that you know, and we, so this is something we've already talked about, is like, well, maybe this is just something you do for five years and then you pass it forward. Yeah. Yeah. And, right. You know, I don't think any of us are planning on doing this for...
1: <laughs> no. Right. yeah, 20 years and, yeah. either. Great. It's
0: and a what big is, ask. Yeah, yeah. And what does that work? Tell us about it. Because, I mean, there's the wow. list, oh, which is...
1: So there's the list. Uh, which is
0: how many plays, uh, finally? Or is it is it limited to... Uh, do you have a set number that of plays that you were choosing
1: no, so so what and what ended up happening? I should say also, I realized oh,
0: yeah. that just in case um, the list was also inspired by the blacklist, which yes. is probably a thing that a lot of listeners have yes. heard of. Is, yes, you
1: absolutely. Know, a, you know,
0: underproduced or, in fact, unproduced screenplays, like the best unproduced. Yes. Screenplays. And so this is this is that for. And
1: asking industry, yeah. pe- asking right, the con- you know, nominator. nominators, yeah. like the people who are, uh, you know, people who are in the the theater trenches, the you know, literary right. managers, artistic directors, associates, producers, producers, right. producers people Actors. who are. Reading Agent? yeah. Uh, no,
2: no, agents, yeah, no agents are not allowed. Uh, <laughs> no okay. Agents, no managers. <laughs> that makes sense. No, they with yeah. ulterior That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, yeah. that makes sense. Um, um, but people have to read slash see at least forty plays a year yes. to be a nominator, okay. so yeah. that we're really getting like people that are in the thick of who is out there and who is on the cusp of like the next. Yeah. amazing writers. Yeah, absolutely.
0: I imagine for a lot of these nominators, 40 is like nothing. They have 40 oh, exactly. is like... A oh, yeah, that's time, like a week. Right? Like that's, that's like exact, a week. Maybe. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, absolutely. So, um, yeah,
1: so the, when something sticks out in their mind, right. it's really exciting. Yeah. All
0: right. And so the work that you... that Tell me about sort of what your involvement entails now that you've been doing it, it for of six emails. months.
1: A <laughs> yeah. uh, So many emails. <laughs> a lot of what we're doing... Well, so we've been... Uh, it's been all hands on deck for The List, even though we do have a dedicated list committee. You're on The List Committee, yes, Hillary. So Hillary. can Maybe speak to the, spe- the specifics of what's been going on over there.
0: <laughs> that actually is one of my questions: is what goes into putting that yeah, list together?
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, so we we have our list of nominees. We we had a, a list of about three to four hundred people that mm-hmm. was passed down to us from the previous Kilroys. We went through that. You know, our people still. Are the people still in theater? Are people still at these positions? Are these emails still valid? And we really wanted to make sure that we had nominators from all fifty states. Yes. So that was something that we we really took upon ourselves to make sure that like the entirety of the United States was represented in the kinds of places that you know are yeah. out there and being created. Um, and then we send emails out to the nominators mm-hmm. asking for. Uh, five submissions three and five submissions they get
1: a they get a google form yeah. so it's okay. and it's, so it's specific to, yes it's oh, anonymous and uh it's not something that they can kind of pass around yes right. it's
2: specifically for them and only them yes okay does um, everyone
0: respond or how many people respond i
2: the, I, yeah, I mean you know, I, know
1: better than i i feel like most people most people yeah. respond respond
2: you know, uh, yeah. I mean, the, I feel like the people that really we didn't hear from were people that are no longer...
1: At those at at their at jobs. Those,
2: yeah, yeah, are active right. in the industry. Yeah, and, yeah.
1: Or, or our agents and managers now. <laughs> <We're> <laughs> agents <laughs> and managers now, exactly. Right. Yeah.
2: Um, and then we spend, uh, gosh, about a month just, like, curating all of those responses yeah. and taking the most nominated plays. Yeah. And that's how we build the list. So we actually, like, have... No. Yeah, we don't read all we of don't these read play them. plays. That was we one not. of my questions. <laughs> so we are not. We we wanted to be as neutral yes. as possible. We are simply there to curate yes. the, the numbers that come in and then to talk about them as much as possible and hopefully get all these plays produced. Yeah, the or, only
1: thing that we do—I uh, mean, not the only thing we do—but one of the things we do is we do we just fact check basically. Like yes. I said, someone reached out to me to you, Hillary, in 2014 and and beyond to say. Hey, have these plays did we miss it and this play has had six productions and is no longer eligible? So we do uh, verify that the plays do uh, reach the criteria of the list and then uh, this exciting thing about the list this year is uh, the plays uh, all of the playwrights on the list itself have never been on the list before.
2: Yeah, that oh, was wow. like that was our like you know the first thing that we wanted to do to really make our mark yes. Yeah was really lift up all of these voices that maybe people don't haven't heard of yet. Yeah, before, absolutely. Which is really exciting. Yeah,
1: and people... I, I, I took a look at the nominations. People were pretty good about it. Yeah. I didn't really catch a lot of people yeah. who tried to sneak in someone yeah. that, you know...
2: Okay. And it's really exciting because some of the writers on this list are people that I've been just such a big fan of for a long time. Yeah. And so I'm really, really excited that their work is... Really going to get this sort of exposure because I think it is long overdue. Uh, yeah.
0: What you both mentioned that you've had uh, plays on the honorable mention list and on the list itself. What what is the effect of uh, a play being on a list? You've both you both had plays. So.
2: I so I've had been lucky to have plays either on the list or honorable mention list every year since the Kilroys oh, wow. what, came out, which mm. is amazing. But every I think just about every one of those plays has since gotten a production. I, I mean, the doors that that the list has opened for me, which is part of why I wanted to be a Kilroy to pay that forward. But it's it's been incredible. What it, really, what is the exposure that it's given my my work? Yeah,
1: I have not been on the list itself. But uh, in 2014, when they were soliciting nominations, I had uh, several plays that Mm -hmm. were eligible, and they were uh, the Kilroys like published. Kind of who had been um, who had you know gotten a few nominations and right. uh it, even that was uh was just astonishing people were reaching out there was a whole lot of you know community around it yeah. it, it, it was something where you know and and some of it is like you know social media based but it was right. um it was something where they really did i, I think the choirs have always done a really great job in even if you're not necessarily on the list itself. If you're an honorable mention or if you're affiliated with it in some way, just making the comu- like the community around it is so yeah, exciting. Right? It's
2: really exciting, and oh. I, I get a lot of emails from high school and college kids all over the country that are like, "Ah, oh, our teacher is teaching list plays mm. and Kilroy's plays, oh, wow. and will you send me plays?" and 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 it's 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 incredible. Like kids in like rural Iowa, you know, that's awesome. Yeah.
1: And I think that it also just makes the conversation around plays by women, trans, non-binary writers. Just I feel like it adds a shine to everybody's work. Yeah. Like even even you know people who are you know there's I think there's thirty three people on the list this year. Yeah. Well, so or, and so th- there's those thirty three plays which are incredible. But then there's just like people are talking about their favorite plays by. Yeah, women and non-binary writers, and like, they're
2: seeking them out. Yeah,
1: absolutely, and and hopefully people are thinking about it through yeah. the year as they're reading. Yeah, and kind of like bookmarking those plays for themselves.
2: Yeah,
0: the original group of Killers was all in L.A., and this group is now bi-coastal. Yeah, that was on purpose. I'm assuming is that uh, were you was that part of the stri- Was that a strategic decision? I guess is my question uh, it, to have. I yeah. People on so, yeah. Both
2: yes. yeah. I you know I think they're they sort of realize that. New
1: York is. There's a lot lot of playwrights here and a lot of theater artists, and also uh, the L.A. Kilroys parties are legendary. (laughs) Yeah, I I had never been able to go to one, and I heard about it all the time, and I felt so I was like, oh, I want to go. And then so now we're going to make the New York parties legendary too. I was going to say, all right, this year, okay, we're having a
2: bi-coastal party. Yes, we are. Okay, very exciting. I like
1: that. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Will there be a simulcast? I don't know. <laughs> I can only assume. But yeah.
0: <laughs> what and so as you guys have been talking over the last six months, what sort of things are you talking about uh, to kind of further your mission? What are things that you, you feel know, like I still need to be done?
2: That is really important to us, which was important to the the old class of killers as well, and they certainly, you know, their work. The, the list in 2017 that was all women of color playwrights was part of that, but I think really expanding you know intersectionality really yeah. making sure that like we're consistently have in having women of color you yes. know and not you know and making sure that like native women and you know South yeah. Asian women and women that aren't might not even necessarily be yeah you know that are even less represented yes. and yes and, and as well as trans writers I think we're really wanting to push to find more.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I think that just making sure that the list is not there's so many things in theater that's like, oh, it's a thing I have to get. Like it's a thing I have to apply for or hustle for. Yeah. We don't want the list to be that. It's not a thing that's saying only these 33 plays are the ones you should read. Don't don't worry yeah. about anything else. We want it to be part of a larger movement yeah. and to make people, you know, to just have people be excited when the list comes out and also do you know go the next step and find find these writers and other writers i think we're also interested in um how uh theater is talked about in the media and how plays by women uh trans and non-binary writers and uh, writers of color are reviewed or talked about in the critical conversation
2: That's, that's a longer big, term. Yeah, that's, right. conversation. That's, right. that's something that we
1: talk about internally. And, yeah. and it's, it's something that I think we're, I, I, you know, who because knows what form that will take. It, but. Well, it
2: is. And, you know, it's like you, you, plays can get productions. They can have, you know, a, a lot of buzz around them. They can be great, great pieces of work. And then, you know, there's still that wall that I think yeah. in general we're hitting with the way many reviewers talk about and look at these types of
0: plays. Yeah. And sort of the makeup of who those reviewers are 100%. 100%. Is, a, is a big part of it.
2: Yeah. Uh, Absolutely.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, that sort of leads me into my next question is that uh, you are, both, as working writers, where, what's your take on uh, where the industry stands on these issues that you're, like, what progress has there been and what still mm. needs to be done?
1: I would say that I think that we're at a place where people know something isn't, wasn't working. Right. And... Sure. We're, yeah I mean, yeah <laughs> yeah
2: and, and I you know, I, I think there are certainly in Hollywood as well because I, I also work in television and these conversations are happening in yeah. TV. right in, well, in the entertainment industry yeah. At large, right yeah um, but I think yeah at first, I think maybe there was a little bit of a like take your medicine reaction, mm-hmm. but I think now a couple of several years into this, we're seeing how popular how important yeah TV shows are by w- women and people of color that they're not just like uh, like a niche audience but they have huge big cultural impacts that yeah. they they the people can have empathy for people outside of themselves not just the white male perspective yeah. and that they they make money yes well
1: yeah that's a big thing I mean most theater goers are women. Right. Yeah. So, right. just that, which is just to say that people want a diversity of stories and they I, want
2: to, we want to see ourselves on stage. Yeah. We want to see our pain and our lives validated. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, Hilary, you mentioned working in TV. You wrote uh, on the last couple of seasons of The Americans, for, just for instance. But for both of, this is a question for both of you. What, uh, how, where does theater stand as compared to sort of Hollywood at large on this? Is, is theater behind or ahead or neither?
2: Uh, I think that this, there there is, from my experience, I think that there is more opportunity and risk to, like, risk-taking to be able to create mm-hmm. stories in TV that yep. I don't quite find in theater. But that said, I think theater is also the pipeline to Hollywood in terms yeah. of talent. So, yep. like... It's an interesting TV, juxtaposition. Yeah, yeah, TV loves playwrights. Yes, loves theater <laughs> actors, and they're sort of held on a pedestal in Hollywood. Uh-huh. And so, so the representation of these voices in our theatrical landscape is also about job opportunities in Hollywood. It's about economic opportunities in Hollywood. It's it's it really it's a strange sort of like the yeah. stories are behind. Get the people are, yeah, are like what's everybody's like hungry for it
1: yeah absolutely no it is it is very interesting to be sort of in these in these rooms talking in like film and television and have this sort of like oh you're a playwright yeah and then then you're like oh that never happens in a room (laughs) in a theater room they're like oh you're a playwright great (laughs)
2: yeah it's so true
1: yeah it's it's
2: very true but there's still a lot of work to do in Hollywood oh yes
1: there's (laughs) quite a ways (laughs) to go 100% (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) How have current events in the last couple of years, you know, with the Harvey Weinstein and mm. Brett Kavanaugh, yeah. how have they sort of energized or galvanized or what have they um. done to the kind of work that you're doing with the Kilroy's?
1: Well, I, I think that on a larger, not necessarily specific to the Kilroy's, but on a larger scale that uh, uh, women and uh, marginalized people are uh, more comfortable being publicly angry. Mm. yeah. I mean yeah. that. I think that's. I mean that's sure. not all of it. I'm just yeah. shrugged, but like right.
2: that's not all of it. But I, do. I do but think I think that, this realization also that like you're not crazy. Yes, you're not you alone. Yeah. You're not alone. Yeah. That like these things actually are happening in such a sort of perverse, ubiquitous yeah. scale that like, right. and now we can finally talk about it without that same level of fear. I mean, I think there's still a lot of fear. Yeah. in general, but definitely. But
1: it d- it does feel like. S- very slowly but yeah. surely that there is some movement but it is you know the the me too movement has I think made people a, like it's like in a larger scale yeah. just as you said just y- you kind of don't have to go oh it happened to you there's more of a there's yeah. more of a conversation around but it without, in the open
2: also like because I think it's you know without we can talk about these experiences and say that this is like a big cultural thing issue that is happening and we need to deal with it but but we can do it in a way that's not like necessarily pointing fingers or yeah. shaming individuals either so no, that absolutely. everybody can sort of hopefully listen and hear and want to yeah you know change the kinds of environments that we're in because it's better for everyone
1: right absolutely and i i think that that is something with the co is that we we're saying look at all this work like it's a very positive you know way of yeah. doing things it's, it's yeah it's, it's like here look I mean, at, and look at all these the, you know and look at these theaters yeah. that are doing this work. Yeah like, and
2: I think that was a big part of the Kilroy mission was we yes we're angry and frustrated and there are so many incredible writers that are not being recognized but like we can't approach that with anger we can't put people on the defense we have to like do it with empathy and open arms and yeah. like and, and make it fun for people and yes. make people feel empowered to be yeah. a part of this cultural change.
1: And it's cool to be inclusive. I mean, it so, I said that in the lamest way possible. Hey, kids. But it is. Yep. Like, it's really... The, the Killers did something amazing a few years ago um, where they... Uh, it was called the Cake Drop. And they mm-hmm. sent, yeah. like, a big, beautiful sheet cake to all these theaters that uh, had parody in their seasons. But it was <laughs> just something that was uh, that was... It was, like, fun and a little yeah. bit silly. Yeah. And it was, like... It was an award. It was an award. Like, a fun award. Yeah. Right, right. right. Yeah. Without it being too, you know, it wasn't, like, stressful or something you had to, like, apply for or right. anything like
2: that. Yeah. What do, do you consider move-
0: the uh, most urgent action item as you guys look ahead? Uh, aside from the list, what do you feel like mm. a th- is a thing you want to really address kind of most urgently?
1: I There's a couple of... I think there's a couple of uh, projects yeah. that are, are that we're thinking about. I don't know I if know- we've assigned sort of, like... Right. You know, rank to them yet, yeah. but there's a lot something swirling we, around. I know we
2: definitely want to talk about is ageism in yes. theater, mm-hmm. and that's something that we are... We're going to go on a retreat. Yes. <laughs>
1: oh, <laughs> yeah. retreat We're going oh, on a right. retreat. We're going we like to
2: hash out all of these things right. in yeah. the fall, but I think that's one of the big things that we've really been recognized as an issue in, our, in both theater and Hollywood and yes. how can we open doors for older writers as well. Absolutely. And His work is just as interesting and vital and
1: A hundred percent. And mid-career, w- yeah. women who uh, hit mid-career and sort of don't have that, you're the next big thing, yeah. sort of shine on them anymore, but they're still making incredible yeah. work and they're like doing the best work of their careers yeah. and, and it sort of gets lost. And I, I think that that's something that we're very, very interested in. T- yeah. Tackling, talking yeah. about, bringing, bringing some light to. Right. Um,
0: let's talk a little bit about your own work. Tell mm-hmm. us about uh, what you guys are working on. And
2: what are we working on? Ah, oh, gosh. I feel like I'm juggling so many things right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was trying
1: to think of an answer <laughs> to that, and I was like, uh, just well, staring at a screen. So I
2: have a, I have a pilot at FX and <gasps> a great. pilot at AMC that I've been working on Ooh. for a, a I don't know, the FX one about a year now and AMC. Oh, wow. It's Pretty That's recent. Awesome. Yeah. I, I'm about to go staff on a show in like two weeks, oh, but great. I can you tell us about AMC it or not yet, sure no. it is yet. Okay. Um what? and then I, I have You're in New York or in no, LA. no, it's in LA, so oh, I'm going to be in LA. Be I haven't told is anybody that yet. Is that your first time? <laughs> okay. Now everybody went there. Yeah.
1: Or, or have you mostly I mean, written
2: here? Yeah. Both all Got the writers' it. rooms I've been in have been in New York. And then I have a production happening at roundabout this coming season in the Pell Theater. We're playing A play called 72 Miles to Go. It's about a family, follows a family over eight years from 2008 to 2016. Uh, The mother's been deported and Mm. it's set on the border. But it's really, like, I didn't want to write a play about the issue of immigration. I just wanted to write the, you know, quintessential American family that just happens to be in these circumstances. So the play is really following them as they, like graduate high school and fall in love and celebrate their anniversary and Mm. how do they hold on to intimacy and love and connection Mm. when they are separated by borders and they can't they can't because of the circumstances they also can't actually physically be together Mm. and so like one of the the devices that the play uses is um the mother is only on a cell phone throughout the entire play and so because i really wanted the audience to have that feeling of loneliness and isolation and not use any sort of theatrical Tricks where we get to live with her point of view, also, um, because I feel like that does a disservice to the reality that so many people in our country are experiencing right now.
0: Right, right, wow. And Caroline,
2: Uh, so I'm
1: working on um, some TV-ish things that you know that like like Hillary, not you know can't can't necessarily uh, get more detailed on. Um, And then uh, next season at South Coast Rep, my play I get restless is going up, um, and that is a play about a woman who is in an accident uh, on her honeymoon that causes her to lose six years of her memory, which includes her entire relationship with her husband, her postgraduate schooling, her mother's death, and... All of the political things that have happened in the past <laughs> six years. <laughs> um, so uh, I'm very excited. Yeah. When uh, to, is that? When does that happen? That's going to be in spring of 2020. 20, so, okay. and yeah. Hillary, when does yours uh, happen? At the March, house? we open March, March. 2020. Yeah. Oh okay. great! Yeah. we we'll yeah. Oh, I'll be out west, but I'll be. I'll come. I'll be back. I'll oh. be able to see it. Yeah. I hope you do. I can't wait. <laughs> um, so we have we have big spring twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah, you guys, you guys are busy this yeah. spring. Um,
0: how do you think of you both are doing TV stuff uh, at the same time? How do you think of TV and sort of screenwriting fitting into your work as playwrights?
2: I so I'm very pragmatic about TV. Mm. Um, I want I want this
1: advice from Hillary. Okay. I'm going to get it live. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
2: great. I, like, theater is my heart and soul. I love writing plays. I, like, I, I love it. I love it. I live for writing plays. And so, but I also, I think, hit a point where I was really tired of being poor <laughs> mm, yeah, I mean,
0: even the most successful playwrights. Yeah, uh, ever. yeah,
2: I was really tired of like bartending six days a week just yep. to scrape by yeah. and crawling home at six a.m. and Oof. trying to write plays on cocktail napkins um, <laughs> while doing shots of Jameson.
0: <laughs> it's very romantic, though. That's a good story to have. I know, in your yeah, I was box, like, I yeah.
2: was not my experience of the of you're a day <laughs> job. It's right. not romantic when you're like thirty. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, so I, I for me TV really was like okay, well maybe this is a way to support my my theater habit <laughs> and uh, I, I mean I love writing for TV. Also, I feel very blessed to have gotten to work on The Americans for two seasons, which yeah. I think taught me like everything I thought I knew to be true about writing was completely challenged and torn apart in the best possible way working on that show. But I am you know I I really try to carve out enough time every year that's for theater, mm. even if it means turning down TV jobs, because um, I also see how easy it is to, like, get swept up in that sure. world. Um, yeah, but it's really hard. It's a lot more challenging than I thought it would be. Mm. <laughs> but all I very also, helpful. I've, like, yeah. never lost sleep over a TV job in the way that I have with theater. That's, so that's I think that's where yeah. I'm, like... I'm like okay. This for me is a way to pay the bills and continue to be a playwright. And so, I I don't know. I just don't have like the same. I love doing it. Like I mm-hmm. love telling stories. But right. I hope none of the producers I'm working with are listening to this.
1: No, they know. No, <laughs> they, know they know what's going on. They, they're, they're excited. Right. Yeah. Um, I would I would just say, and I don't I don't have as extensive a experience as Hillary does. But I, I would just say that it's. I'm. I love TV for one thing, and it's it's very exciting for me to kind of work in a medium that uh, babysat me while my parents were both working. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's. that's I mean, that's. And that that we are. It just does feel like a time when, you know, ideas that I had even maybe like six seven years ago kind of would have been like, well, oh, we can't really do that. Like yeah. you can do pretty much anything. Yeah, you can yeah. do anything and there it it does feel like there's no idea that can't you know, with enough care and attention be something that can really translate to that yeah. to that medium and that is very exciting. And it is exciting to have uh, you know, to have so many playwrights working right. and and have that there's a community that I can't, you know, I can't speak to anything but you know, kind of our generation, but it doesn't feel like that was the case for such a long time. And now yeah. you can just go out to LA and see all your playwright friends who are like yeah. writing pilots and working on a show. And it's, it's very uh, inspiring and galvanizing. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: Um, before we go, can you each name one unproduced play of yours that you would love to see on stage?
1: Oh, oh. what a great question. Oh, I would love to see my play Believeland. On stage, Cleveland is an
0: excellent title for one.
1: (laughs) Thank you very much. (laughs) It is about (laughs) Cleveland, Ohio, my hometown, and a uh, unknown, died too young, beat poet from Cleveland named D. A. Levy, who uh, had a. uh, My parents were both friends with him, and I was exposed to his work quite early. And it's sort of my imagining Cleveland through his eyes. Excellent. All right.
2: Um. Yeah, so this play called The History of American Pornography, Ooh. and let's see, I wrote, also it. A good title. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote it in 2014, um, and it's sort of this like stylistic Brechtian, uh, everything happens on stage, all the transitions happen on stage, um, there's a chorus, Uh, But it really follows this woman's life over 40 years as she, uh, growing up in the porn industry. So her parents were Armenian immigrants that moved to L.A., wanted to be filmmakers, ended up becoming pornographers by accident. (laughs) But it's really, again, it's really about, like, I think it's really about the search for intimacy when we've, like, commodified every aspect of our human existence and our bodies and can people... like find love and something deeper outside of all of mm. that noise, and it's also about how like the bigger, like cultural shifts, like 9-11, for example, um, had an impact on the porn industry because it, it's so much about our like deepest, darkest mm. you know traumas and fears and anger and and for so many people it's really like the only way to express all of these dark emotions. Yeah. It's really fascinating. I, yeah. I did, like, obsessive research when I was <laughs> writing this play. And I've also, like, over the years had people, like, tell me their darkest, like, oh, sure. relationships to pornography because of this play. But it's something that I feel like, you know, when I wrote it in 2014, it was, people were like, oh, this, this play's a little too risky. But I feel like now with, like, Ming Pfeiffer's Usual Girls and Dance yeah. Nation and the kind of plays that are being produced now that it feels like this play, this play could be done, could be... Seen now in a way that I don't think people were quite ready for it then. When I wrote it, yeah,
1: it does feel like the last few years, which is
2: exciting. I love yeah. those plays. Well, yeah. so that's much. It, that's, it,
1: it does feel like there's so people have taken these. Some people have taken these really amazing. I mean, I don't think of them as risks because those are all like either, amazing writers, <laughs> and we and because, we know that. Yeah. But like it, it, but it's it's something that might externally seem like a risk, but there these plays that have bigger casts and are very theatrical, well, and, and
2: about like what it's like to be. You know, coming of age yeah. as a young girl and yeah. going through puberty and sex and losing your virginity and all these things that were yeah. such taboo subjects for so long. And that were seen as niche. Yeah. 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 And ooh, you're trying to be edgy when you're talking about your period, but you're yeah. like, it happens to so many of us. It's,
1: it's happening to <laughs> most of the audience here right, right now. So, yeah.
0: Well, I cannot wait to see both those plays. You hear that, theaters and producers? Um, Thank you both. Thanks for chatting chatting with me. Of course. Thank you for
1: having us. Thank you for having us so much.
0: That was Hilary Bettis and Caroline V. McGraw, two of the writers in the new class of The Kilroys. You can see the collective's latest edition of The List at thekilroys.com. If you like what you're hearing on this and other episodes of Stagecraft, I'd be very grateful if you took the time to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Or tell a friend. I'll be back next week with another new episode, and until then, see you at the theater.
1: Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth.
0: Hi, I'm Gloria Storfman. This is Sarah Borellis. Hi, I'm Patty LePone.